What is going on, everybody? It's me, your host, Nicholas Willard, and you're listening to Almost Canon. Now, if you have had an encounter with the paranormal or the unknown, we want to hear about it. You can send us an email to almostcanonpod at gmail.com. You can hit us up on our Facebook page at Almost Canon Podcast. You can try to get a hold of us through our Instagram page at Almost Cannon Pod. Now, probably the email and the Facebook page would be your best options. However, if you have an encounter with the paranormal, the unknown, doesn't matter what it is, could be alien abductions, Bigfoot sighting, dogman sighting, chupacabra sighting, um lake if you caught a lake monster you know i always go back to lake monsters i feel like they don't get the cred that they should however if you caught a lake monster or have had a lake monster sighting then we want to hear about it just send us an email again at almostcanonpod at gmail.com also don't forget to rate and review the show this is very important uh, we've been getting some killer ratings and reviews lately. And if you rate and review the show and send us a screenshot of your rating, you can send that to almostcanonpod at gmail.com. You will be automatically entered to win a $100 Amazon gift card. So the drawings will be, it'll be held on February 1st. So you have until January 31st at 11.59 to get that rating into us. All right. Like I like to say, now that all that business is out of the way, let's get to tonight's show. And boy, do we have a good one for you. Me and Chad brought Tyler back on. Tyler, the Apophis expert, I like to call him. Uh, we did a couple episodes. We did Apophis, and I believe the other one was like Apophis, Project Bluebeam, FEMA, and the Book of Revelations. I don't know. It's like episode 30-something. Check it out. However, we brought Tyler back on, as well as Tyler's girlfriend, Leanna, to talk about this whole Miami monster mayhem, uh, the Bayside Mall aliens. Miami aliens, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, don't matter. We brought him on to talk about it. Now, this this is a discussion that went in, in directions that I did not foresee, and I don't even think anyone foresaw. <laughs> we, we, we covered a, a whole heck of a lot of stuff, and they brought up some, some pretty good points. I know, um, without getting too much into the weeds, uh... And spoiling the episode for you, we got into things like the Peruvian face peelers, uh, biblical prophecy, obviously the Miami mayhem, whatever went down there. What else do we get into? Alien technology, Nephilim, angels, demons, fey folk, um, 
you know, it, it, we, 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 we covered it all. So this is definitely an episode you won't want to miss. And with that, sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's episode of Almost Canon. So I'm, I'm assuming you guys know way more than me about this whole thing. Um, and it happened. What? I don't even know what day it happened on. Was it the first or the second or? I don't remember. And I actually don't know that much about the Florida, what happened in Florida. But I, I read some things about it and it sounds very eerily similar to another story that I was following. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Timothy Alberino, but he's an archaeologist, I believe, or an anthropologist. And he went to investigate this, this attack in Peru, because he, he's from Peru. And there were these, and I can send you the link so you can link it into your podcast. But what he describes in these these beings that were attacking these villagers in Peru sounded very similar to me to the sightings in Florida. You know, I actually think I know what you're talking about. I have heard of this. Very vaguely. I'm having some vague memories pop up about this. Yeah. They were pretty crazy attacks, weren't they? Yeah, they were basically, and they're, they're trying to, I mean, the local villagers is this legend of the face peelers. And right, yes. Basically, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Um. But he went and took several accounts from the villagers, and then he went to, I, I can't remember what the, all the different towns in mm. near Peru <laughs> that he went to, but um, he, there was a major city, and there was some, some people there that had very similar stories. So it's not an isolated event. And basically what was happening was these individuals were terrorizing these communities out in Peru and it's very so they were they described them as being tall maybe six feet to ten feet tall and they were silent but they had they were riding on these discs they had like these hovercrafts or these discs that they were floating on and it seemed like they were some sort of advanced technology that allowed them to do this. I wouldn't, I personally don't believe that it's aliens, mm. um, but I might be alien technology. So the way Timothy Alberino described it, he took several different accounts from several different villagers and they were described as having like yellow almond shaped eyes. So they were wearing this body armor. So you couldn't actually see who the person was or see who the the individual was behind the suit but they were wearing this all black body armor and they were these tall beings that would come in and silently just terrorize people and they attacked this girl they'd and, fly in from the sky almost. yeah they'd fly in from the sky yeah. and she they injected her with this stuff that so she was out behind her house picking some fruit and it was evening and she she was attacked by them. And I can't tell the story as well as Timothy Alberino, but they injected her with something and then they started to, they took this laser, um, they started to try to cut her face. So she had a cut from like her ear down to her chin. They tried to 
do some sort of incision and it seemed like they were trying to cut you know cut her face off but she ended up she was fighting back and she ended up pushing up on the mask of one of the dudes and they kind of they got a little I think they got a little freaked out and left now there's more so they I mean they dragged her by her hair and then ended up she ended up escaping I don't remember the full story I just and I'm not very good at retelling I didn't do extensive research I just watched a couple of videos on this but I would strongly recommend if you go to Timothy Alberino's YouTube channel he can he has some um, documentation you can go see he documented his whole trip when he went down to Peru and one of the other things I should add is like these are small villages that only have you know maybe a couple hundred people at them but they're not like they're not like tribes that are wearing loincloths and stuff. No, they I have mean, they have phones. some basic guns. They have cell phones and they'll go into, you know, a, a nearby town that has Wi-Fi and they'll like watch movies on their cell phones. So they're not completely ignorant people that are like, oh, I've never seen a jetpack before. Like, you know, they've watched the Marvel movies, you know, like this isn't like a totally foreign yeah, thing to not. them. Um, so the fact that they're describing these things in such detail and have such terror, I mean, I, that's one thing that uh, Tony, uh, Timothy really uh, emphasized in the video. Um, I only watched like half of it, but um, he really emphasized like these people were genuinely terrified, like they were well, very was, afraid. I'm wondering about the 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 uh, the frequency of these kind of uh, specifics and attacks, because. You know, you're mentioning this um, very specific procedure, this face peeling thing. Um, and I think uh, if my memory serves me correctly, I think the girl was a teenage girl that yeah. this actually happened to. Yeah. And I'm curious to know if there's any lore in the local area or any of these other villages that he has visited where these sightings or these experiences happen because... I wanted to go back to something you had said initially, and I'm sorry, you. I'm gonna. I'm in a hard time with both your names. So I apologize. I'm terrible. No, name. no worries. It, what was your name again? Leanna. Leanna, and and you're Tyler. Yeah. Okay. So you had mentioned something too, which I kind of want to circle back <laughs> around. Is this whole concept that you don't think that this was actual aliens? This this event that he experienced, or <laughs> so I want to hear more about that part. Yeah. So. So Timothy went to several different villages in one of the major cities, and there was another event that happened. There was another younger, I don't know if he was under 18, but he was another younger individual who had the same thing, except for his face was cut almost, you know, he, he had more severe injury, and he was able to get away. Um, now, there is a local lore down in Peru about the face peelers, my personal opinion is that these individuals are trying to get people to think that it is they're they're operating under the guise of this local lore because that's yeah, what they're they mimicking want. the lore they're mimicking the lore that's my that's my hmm. feeling i don't know for sure um but i also so originally when this girl her story she was she was attacked but they basically wrote it off as it was river miners who attacked the village with and that, was, right. that was the main like, <laughs> there was media, no sound 
that was the main media narrative. Now, Timothy Alberino, he has some ties to Peru and it's kind of personal for him. So he was encouraged to go down and investigate. And he actually brought the villagers some advanced technology. He brought them infrared, infrared goggles and all sorts of self-defense kind of weapons well, he, and stuff. To... He also described um, one of them shot one of these alien being figures, whatever you want to call them. Um, one of them had shot them with a 16 gauge shotgun with like bird shot in it from close range. And they described um, hearing the BBs bouncing off of them. Like it, it was metal, you know, like, like they had some sort of a metal armor on. Hmm. Um, so that they have highly advanced technology. And I believe it was the shotgun and... blast that actually knocked the dude over. And then he just went shoom and just instantly upright. No problem. Now, another event where the the one that Tyler is talking about, the individual had just gone for a swim and he saw one of these beings. So they've been terrorizing these villages for a while. And so- They've been seeing them almost nightly. They have been, they're, they're armed and anytime they see them, they go after them. And this one younger guy went after them and he ended up shooting one of them and injuring him. And it's like his technology, I think something didn't, it was something started to malfunction something started to malfunction and that's what makes me think that it's not aliens but i believe that they they're doing something nefarious to quote timothy and i they have this technology and i don't necessarily i'm not convinced that they came up with the technology themselves. Like, I wonder if they were given access by some sort of alien. Do you think it could be river miners? Because, like, the, no. the river miners that I've seen on, like, YouTube and videos, you know, they're not well-equipped. They're kind of just I don't think it's river miners, miners, you know? Exactly. And the townspeople who, like I just said, aren't totally ignorant. They were very offended by the police statement of, oh, well, it's just river miners with jetpacks and it's like jetpacks make a lot of noise for one and they're mm -hmm. describing these these beings as being able to fly in completely silently without any sound whatsoever so i mean the jetpack is pretty out of the question yeah. um they're using some sort of technology that's able to get them to fly in silently they he also yeah. said that they'd found like some sort of footprints where they're, they're like circular they're like circular like discs on on their feet and somehow they have like an additional one that they think snaps in he said there was some sort of story that one of them told about how they were able to like step into this thing and like click into place and then, yeah i'm not then sure. they were able to fly higher or something or more fast but the in, fact that uh, they more extreme heights i think that they might be <clears throat> trying to use these remote areas to try to practice whatever operations they're trying to practice under the guise of the local mm. local folklore right. and because it doesn't get a lot of media coverage they didn't expect they just expected that they could go and do whatever they were going to do experiment right. on these individuals I mean, in a local you know in a small localized community that wouldn't get a lot of press well unfortunately for them you know they it was investigated by somebody who's trying to make it more mainstream but otherwise i think that their plan was to focus their 
whatever it is that they're trying to roll out, I don't know, but I think they're going to these small communities because they can, because it's remote and it doesn't get a lot of media coverage and they can, it can easily be covered up. But what are they trying to do? Do you think like that is, I'm not sure, but I think it's very dark. And he he hinted at like, you know, just the sex trafficking and organ harvesting. Yeah. Organ harvesting. There's different things of that sort. I mean, they had from that one girl's account of, they were talking about how they like rubbed a cream on her face. And one said to the other that you don't put too much on or it'll it'll damage damage the tissue or something. And one of them said that. Yeah, yeah, one of them said that. So one of them had, okay, so they both were talking Spanish. Now, this was after she was injected with this stuff. So we don't know how much of this she hallucinated, but she could hear them communicating. One was speaking Spanish and then one was speaking with like a gringo accent in her words. And so she described the conversation between these two beings. Um, and that's what makes me think, okay, maybe they are people, they're human, and they had access to this technology i don't know by what means but hmm. and well, I there's, a lot of, there's, a, there's a lot of speculation right now in the media about this whole like you know the gentleman and nick you probably can i forget his name the dude that's coming forward to the congress Maybe what the hell yeah and you know there's there's a supposedly another release that's coming up that he's putting information out about some of his experiences that he's quote-unquote allowed to more information releasing whatever the case may be but there's also this kind of, I don't know, we'll call it the narrative, as you mentioned, or this this uh, this storytelling that they're getting ready for something like mm-hmm. and, you know, you make a really good point about this, quote unquote, these test subjects that these areas will call are being used as a way to test this technology out that they may have just maybe perfected, got their hands on. But the real truth you know, the truth of the matter is, is what are they trying to avoid or cover up? Right. What is the ultimate? Now there's something that's going on. And I I mentioned this a while ago to Nick, one of one of the casts we did together about this whole solar flare issue that we've got going on. (laughs) Now I imagine you guys have, you sound like your face just lit up when I said that. So there's, yeah, this is the guy I was telling you about, uh, that knows the, the, I was telling him about the Apophis thing and he, uh, you started oh, okay. talking about it. And I was like, oh man, you gotta talk to Tyler about this. Like, well, and that's the thing. Like the Apophis piece is, I mean, I, I know enough about it to to understand the, the we'll say the surface of the conversation, right? But I mean, it, it, the it's it's like reminiscent of Don't Look Up, the movie. Oh yeah. Um, you know, you oh, guys yeah. have, I imagine you guys seen that. And I'm wondering because I, I keep an eye on the solar events just because I'm wondering when the hell, you know, excuse my language, when the shit's going to hit the fan, we're not going to have our hard drives or any of our computers. Um, but I just don't know to what end. And I'm curious to so, hear your guys' opinion about what's the purpose of this. And let even let's find a correlation between your thoughts about the mall. And yes, I mean, you might have limited information, but you have the gist of it why this is happening and what do you guys think the end game is well before i get into that too much i I did want to point out that they they it started off being only in the small tribes but then they did start to have other sightings in that bigger city yeah there were sightings all over Um, and the bigger city did have like military and whatnot in that area so it started to branch out more outside of just the local areas and now but it's still peru it's still peru and it's still Mm -hmm. You know, it's 
it's not like Miami, Florida. Yeah. For example. Yeah. It's, um, it's strange that it would go all the way up to Miami. Now, I don't know if it's connected, but when I heard the story and the video scrambling and they couldn't get a good image of these beings and it just the, the description made me wonder if it was the same sort of the same people Wait, behind this. You were talking about alien tech, right? Trying out this alien tech. Now, it made me instantly think about the Somebody mentioned something about some kids or or I, I don't know who exactly they were. They they went into the mall and they had some sort of, of box, right? They, I don't even know what they made it sound like. Some sort of box that they had. And it was an electronic. And they sat down and they opened it up. And it's that box that, like, opened the portal. Oh, really? That's or a portal, you know. <laughs> but the issue... The issue with the story, though, is is where I start to kick back on this is, yeah, I could easily enough say that this was some sort of they thought it was a mass shooting happening. Um, they really are giving very limited information with usually most of the time. I imagine we all know that when there's a mass shooter, they're posted all over the fucking TV. Oh, yeah. For some the reason, they're trying to cover this up and they're releasing very little information. Mm -hmm. So there's obviously an agenda. Well, not to mention, if this was, quote unquote, not a mass shooting event, it was just a bunch of kids, we'll say a handful, a bunch of kids doing this. Why the almost 200 cop cars that were outside the, 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 the mall, like they were there in force. Mm -hmm. I got it down and right here. They, they were scared. You don't like see they, that many cops at a yeah. school shooting half the time. I mean, it's they declared they a scared. citywide emergency call. And that's like the name, you know, the official name of this. And it's uh it dispatches every available officer to the scene. Um and uh I watched a video where the former, you know, Miami police chief, this guy named George Colina, said that it was very unusual for them to make a call like that. It's reserved for mass shootings and like attacks on police officers, you know, and like a citywide emergencies you know. something's going on they're trying to tell them to be quiet about it they don't want it getting out um i think it might be connected i don't i don't know for sure i mean there's a lot of talk about nephilim and i understand why because if these are large beings you know they have this technology but i feel like if they were nephilim or if they were aliens then they would have been able to get a, they wouldn't have been as um as what's the word I'm looking for injured by certain um by certain in individuals that fought back right. I feel like they would have been able to get away easier and the dialects between the two made me think that the, the girl described made me think that they were human with but, access to this you guys ever heard of the Betty and Barney Hill UFO? yeah when so Betty talked about um, when she was taken in the spaceship, she she recalls there being like actual, I think she even said one of them was like a Nazi, you know, that, and one of them sounded Irish and there, you know, these actual human looking people inside. So. That's interesting. I didn't I didn't hear those details. So, I mean, it's who knows? Yeah. I'm open to all possibilities. I mean, if it is. It could I, mean, be. I, don't, I don't think it was aliens. I don't mm -hmm. think it was aliens at all. Well, and that, now, now, Tyler, you said you had something to kind of add into this before we got. You said we had to, to clear something up here. What were you going to say? Oh, it was it was just kind of pointing out that um, it, it started off in small. The the Peru area started off in very small villages, 
and it was in the small villages for a while, but then it transferred over to the larger city. Um, I don't remember the name. I, I, can't, I, I couldn't Yacht, pronounce Yacht the name. Yatsu, but right. I, don't, I don't know. I can <laughs> yeah. send you the link to Timothy Alvarino's YouTube and channel. Now, apparently, we're getting sightings in Miami. So, I mean, or similar sightings in Miami of, of some sort or another. Um, it seemed like Tyler, it do you think this has anything to do with this, this theory about the Apophis part? You have in any correlation or connection with this? Um, not, not directly. I mean, I think that there's going to be a lot of different weird things that are going to start going on um, in rapid succession. You know, once once things things aren't getting less weird, they're getting more weird. You know, <laughs> it's it's just going to keep. Yeah, like I mean, things things just keep adding on to everything going on i mean we've got an asteroid we've got political agendas we've got you know aliens oh they're not aliens they're they're just some random thing that we're trying to cover up i mean there's there's so many things that have surfaced recently um anything from the aliens to the asteroid we're not worried about to the fact that our government is now admitting to aliens being you know now now it's okay to admit that there's aliens <laughs> and it, it, it makes me think that they're leading up to something they're slowly trying trying to disclosure <laughs> yeah i mean there's there's been a big seems to be a big influx and just people having like weird apocalyptic dreams lately of like mm -hmm the earth getting hit by an asteroid or what or describing events that are similar to the earth getting hit by an asteroid and they don't even know what that looks like you know and they're like oh i had this dream about this giant shock wave and a, a huge tsunami and and you know everyone was running and the sky turned black and i didn't understand any of it it's like well you're describing an you know an asteroid hitting earth event i mean it's 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 pretty spot on um it's just a lot of a lot of strange stuff seems to be surfacing lately and it doesn't seem to be slowing down is is my whole thought it, it only well, seems to be ramping up i mean there's a lot of prophecy being fulfilled around israel i mean there's a lot of wars and and rumors of wars going on right now um which which is pretty prophetic i mean there's there's just a lot of different wormholes you can jump down right now and get you know or rabbit holes you could jump down and kind of end up in a totally different place right now and there's an interesting theory that i have but i'm, I'm wondering because i i'm a i don't know if you guys are familiar with graham hancock yeah. yes okay so he's the man love that guy to death um definitely he's cool he, he uh i mean the actual fact that there's been how many resets over mm -hmm. time you know how many times this has actually potentially happened and one of the things I'm like starting to wrap my head around and Nick and I've been talking about this in detail about these, this portal thing, right? These portals opening up and I'm wondering now there was a prophecy I heard a while ago and I can't remember what it was tied to. And I don't know if it was a religion based thing or it was something that uh, it was said by maybe Nostradamus about this, <clears throat> these, uh, this we'll call it Jesus for just for the lack of a better term or, a prophet like that would come back in time to let us know the errors of our ways and, you know, hopefully help us change the outcome. And it all had a lot to do with this concept that we're dealing with some unruly things in the universe. Um, 
And I look like you, the reason I bring this kind of unruly, think about technology and how fast it's going up in a matter of short period of time, right? We're looking at, I went from, yeah, and I'm 44. So I've seen all the way back to the original Atari 600 down, you know, to where we are now. So with that said, there's been an increase in technology advances. AI is right on, is here and it's getting just stronger as time goes on. So there was this gentleman, he actually was a, he worked and I can't, there's old videos of him on YouTube that they called him a quack about this idea that there was somebody that was going to come back that was going to let us know all this. He was, uh, because we're involving ourselves with dealings with the grays, which I imagine you've heard that term thrown around quite a bit. Um, and they're one of the lower races of aliens that we're dealing with. And there's a hierarchy, blah, blah, blah. Um, but this idea, and I don't want to get off too far off of this, this rabbit hole I'm going down because it's got a lot of different segues. Um, this idea that these recent events, who's to say that they might not be one of these time travelers or uh, we'll say interdimensional beings, right? Like, I don't know if you guys think that may fit your, the, the, the bill, Nick and I've been kind of toying with a lot of this and we you know interdimensional you know interdimensional beings and language is key right we look at different cultures the you know they call them the jinn uh we call them the fey um you know you know giants whatever the case they may all have be. similar sor- stories they all parallel right. each other that that evolved independently right is- so that's that kind of uh, my thought process is as a and i'm a therapist as as work so I talk to people about their language and how they perceive things and whatnot. And I'm wondering if there's a commonality and something you guys are discussing with this gentleman in Peru with these, these are 10 foot tall friggin' humanoid things. Uh, there's 10 foot tall beings walking through the mall. Is there some sort of interdimensional battle going on right now that we're unaware of? I feel like I'm thinking about the tomorrow war with Chris Pratt all of a sudden, like it's just, there's a lot of like, these things are happening, as you said, Tyler, then it's really starting to ramp up heavily. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, Nostradamus predicted some heavy shit coming our way. And one of those predictions came true with the, the tsunami that hit China. That was one of his huge predictions. And it, I don't know necessarily the reference to it verbiage wise, but, I don't know. I mean, who is to say? I mean, and again, Graham Hancock said this has happened a couple of times. Yeah. So I wanted to touch base on that real quick. So I found this thing the other day that was um, so basically how I found the Apophis thing was because um, I watched uh, watched Graham Hancock thing on. Was it on Netflix? Yeah, it was on Netflix. It was was the one that he was talking about, basically uh, Atlantis, or he was trying to find the lost civilization so we watched yeah, that and yeah. i had read some of his was, stuff before i listened to some of his interviews on joe rogan mm. um, but anyways um i i found it through i found apophis through that but i recently found this thing that um nasa had released that the earth's magnetic fields have a half-life of about 1000 years so a thousand years ago the magnetic fields the north and south pole were twice as strong as they are today so another thousand years before that they would be four times as strong and another thousand years after that they'd be eight times as strong and if you go back 
um, far enough right around to the point of when the biblical beginning of time was about, you know, 6,000 years ago, the magnetic poles would be so powerful that you could feel what direction North was. Mm. And if you go back further than that, it would be too powerful to the point where it would actually cook the earth and the earth wouldn't be sustainable to hold life. So it really kind of shoots a hole in the whole like, oh, well, we've evolved over 28 billion years or whatever, because we would have had to have survived a pole swap every 6,000 years, which is a catastrophic event that wipes out almost everything. So it, it, I just thought that was like a really interesting, like kind of thing that, that, you know, Graham Hancock actually kind of was insinuating at from a different angle. But um, I thought it was really, really kind of fascinating to see, like, we can't keep sustaining this so either there's a glitch in the system of how um they're measuring the half-life of it or there's a pull swap every six to eight thousand years and it, it's it's inevitable so that's interesting you bring that up because there's this the, you know and it's it's in a documentary and i actually have talked to some people about this too is is that i mean the survival ratio is almost i don't know 0.001 percent during these cataclysmic events yeah and I know the younger dries is one of the big ones that they discuss so much so about um, this catastrophic. They 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 actually um, extinction Randall Car- level. Randall Carl Carlson, who is a big uh, catastrophe, kind of looks at the geographical layout and can actually fairly identify where these impacts occurred. Um, and one of them, he thinks, the Great Flood was an actual impact from a meteor that came or an asteroid. And, you know, there is now more data coming to fruition that some of the races may have survived because of these underground cities that they had built. Now, they're finding chamber upon chamber upon chamber that the, 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 the depth of how they were able to survive is applicable and possible in that potential way. But there is also a compete. A, 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 a piece of this that states that, you know, human beings are somehow very special. Like uh, there's a piece of this that has been brought up time and time again. And we go back to this idea of Atlantis, another concept that's been brought up many times from what I'm gathering from the people I've talked to, that there were not one Atlantis. There were many Atlantis that were using the earth's special technology that was available at that time with that, whether that's the magnetic pole, as you mentioned, Tyler, um, but this other concept too is is that they brought up this idea of the this picture of hieroglyphs that you see all the time in a lot of these ancient tech uh, ancient uh, civilizations and it's a picture of a snake or something like that now most people would say well what the hell is the purpose of that why is a snake evil but if you were to take that same exact thing and throw it up into the sky yeah snake kind of looks like a comet doesn't it yeah. And if your theory is, is spot on, which I, I you got my you got my chills up a little bit. I got a little excited there when you were talking about the magnetic poles being extremely powerful. Who's to say that those poles didn't pull down more asteroids and comets from the space that in that belt that we went through? Oh, that, yeah. Right. Yeah. Really? Because like we're approaching now, another one of those belts is basically what Graham Hancock. Yeah, we're going saying. right through the Younger Dryas again. Supposedly we're about to slide yeah. through it again. And I'm wondering if they were so frequent that these prior civilizations had created these underground cities 
And, and again, there's, I mean, like, you know, there, I say this all the time on the podcast when I'm with Nick is time's a lie, right? I, I don't believe like that time is other, other than a human thing that we've created to be comfortable in what the next step in the process is. So if there is such a concept of this taking time and folding it in half, and we'll just call it just the, the dimensions, who is to say that something isn't coming back and telling us, be ready, be warned, right? There's definitely, I mean, you've heard about CERN and they might have opened up some portal. I mean, they basically were trying to communicate with these beings and they they heard an answer and they they got a response. So, and that obviously opens up a different portal to relevant to time, relevant to dimensions. We don't really, I personally don't understand any of that, but it's, they're, that's connected somehow, I believe. I think the whole snake, you know, Garden of Eden, mm. uh, the, the devil, the god of destruction, Apophis is, is a snake. You know, it's always, and, it, it, you know, like Egyptian mythology and, and Sumerian mythology, this all predates Christianity and all, you know, everything like that. But it's always a snake is the evil one, you know? I yeah, I mean, there's something, in, there's something to that that definitely uh, interests me. Culturally, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, according to the biblical narrative, when you talk about the old gods and the fae, um, I don't know if you've heard of the Book of Enoch or if you've read at all any but yeah. bits of the Book of Enoch, but I mean, it, it mentions in Genesis very briefly that um, the sons of God mated with human women and produce these offspring that were giants but that's all you basically get out of them in genesis right. but if you read the book of enoch it talks about the raphaim and the nephilim yeah and, and it talks about the god the father created all of these angels or different entities and there was a certain subset of angels that were called watchmen that were given you know basically we're supposed to watch over humanity on earth and instead they wanted to inherit the earth but the only way to do that was through the bloodline so they had to meet with human women and that's there's a lot of see i wonder i think of the old gods i think of like the greek gods zeus and poseidon apollo mm. or you know the egyptian gods ra the sun god or the Norse mythology, Loki, Odin, Thor, you know, there's these stories of these giants that lived on the earth in those days and they would terrorize humans. They would eat people, um, specifically like Saturn, according to Roman mythology. So biblically, there's very little mention, but if you go to the book of Enoch, there's a lot more. It, it seems to be, so that's, it seems to be consistent with the old gods. And I believe the Fae would either be that or the women who had sons with these fall, basically fallen angels, these angels that they're interesting. I never never looked at it that way before. Yeah, it was it was something like the there was a, a special um a special punishment for the women that that um that uh the, bread with the with yeah, the nephilim and were, or the 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 watchmen or whatever it was they were it was specifically the, the called women, siren 
yeah they were and called siren a, and it was the women that were cursed to like the realm of like shrieks or something like they that. were weird terrorizing men you know they were <laughs> cursed to terrorize men if you listen to them or you can they lure men in you know mm. specifically sailors i think it right said, but yeah when, I you, don't... when you say sirens i think a mermaid you know mer- yeah well i think it was like a ship it was um yeah sirens maybe it was sailors that they would lure so it might actually be that might have some base that might actually make it might be consistent with that well Um, and i think that the reality of this whole conversation is is who is to say that because well i mean humans i go back to the special i don't know i just i do i feel humans are special to what we are i don't believe in i I still have a hard time believing we evolved from monkeys i'm sorry it's just oh yeah well actually According to biology, we didn't technically evolve from monkeys, but I mean, I, I agree with you. I, I just recently found something really interesting. So back in the early 1900s, I think it was 1918, uh, this guy wanted to see, he did this test to try to prove that humans had a soul. So what he did was he set up a very precise, accurate scale and set the person, the dying I, person. I on saw this. Yep. And and what happened is at the moment of death, they lost about 20 grams of weight. And it was consistent with all five people or six people that he tested. So then he took it and he tested, um, he took large dogs that were also dying. And he tested like 15 large dogs and none of them lost any weight. So it implied that humans have a much if if not have a soul versus dogs not having a soul or maybe it's just so much more advanced of a soul that it actually bears a significant amount of weight com- in comparison to a dog that might not be significant enough of a, uh, a soul to actually um, generate a, a significant enough amount of weight and for you, you just to measure. pissed off every single dog lover that listens <laughs> oh, I, I know I gotta say I mean it is disappointing no. To think that dogs are canines, I love my my dogs to death. But um, you're, you're they did a recent actually reenactment to an extent of this kind of experiment in evil. They just did this in the, the show. I don't know if you guys watched that show. Oh and yeah, it's really I saw good, that episode. Really yeah. good. Uh, but with that said, you know, kind of thinking about the human, the atom, you know, the molecules. You know, there is a lot of science that says that, you know, a human could actually power 10 cities if they were able to tap into the energy in each human being. And, you know, there is, you know, we call it soul. I do believe it's a soul, but I, that's what I call it for comfort. Uh, but I think yeah. it's energy in general that we're intertwined with this larger thing. We'll call, I'll call it the universe and I call the universe God in my opinion. But it goes back to thinking that whatever creatures... I don't know, our ancestors, if I'm going to get kind of, we'll say speculative, that go all the way back to, we'll say Sumerian and maybe way before that. I mean, you think about all the comparison of like, for example, Rashkagal is a, uh, the goddess of doom and has a lot of similarities to that, uh, to Satan. There's a lot of those comparisons. The snake? And to, to Satan as the, Yes. And Arashkigal as like a rep, a reptilian. She's got reptilian. I think she has reptilian hair, if I can remember correctly, one of the depictions of her. So, 
Um, and there's like, you know, all the lore. I'm really like excited to hear about like more of the translation of the Dead Sea Scrolls that they're finding because there's a lot of con connection there. Yeah. But I lot. still, what's that? I said there's a lot just agreeing with you. Yeah. And then with that said, you know, I'm wondering if these giants that, you know, existed in those time periods were our ancestors and somehow we became the offspring of whatever the hell this thing is or those things are. I don't know. I still believe in that concept that we're not, I don't know, I think about the whole idea that we were, this earth was seeded per se, unintentionally or unintentionally. Um, but I, I mean, there's a lot of gaps in evolutionary history, in my opinion, you know, in human evolution, um, evolutionary biology, there's very, there's a lot of it's fossil record based, at least right. when I was taking classes, it's, I thought there were a lot of gaps. Well, not to a lot of gaps. I mean, it's all theory, right? The simple fact that the Bible says we've only been on this earth for X amount of time. I mean, I... I'm not knocking anybody that's a Christian in the room because I call myself a complicated Christian at the end of the day because I still believe Never in as simple as we think it is. Right. I, I personally kind of believe in like a recycled earth, so to speak. You know, I mean, we might have only been here for 6,000 years, but what's to say we haven't, you know, I, I wonder if things reset every 6,000 years, you know, and then and isn't that kind of what the 7, Graham, years. Graham Hancock theory, right? Yeah, I mean, he was basically saying that the whole Earth is like an Etch-a-Sketch. I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Etch-a-Sketch, but it's that board. I don't know. It's the one where you choke it up and the, the whole screen would, would, would disappear and you could start over again. Oh, yeah, that game that came out in like the 30s. You're a bastard. For that. <laughs> well, going back to what you had said about us only being able to use a certain, like we're only tapping into so much of what we might be actually capable of. And I do believe that before this flood created by asteroids from what it sounds from what we have to go off of, I do believe that civilization beforehand and humanity possessed technologies that were lost after the flood. And I think that if you go for the big biblical narrative, I think that might've been on purpose, but if you're taking it from a different perspective, you know, you can come up with all sorts of different ideas, but I do believe that there were certain abilities and certain technologies, certain, yeah, the ability to communicate with other realms. I think that they were a lot more advanced. And after the flood, we kind of lost a lot of that. But I also believe that we've been degenerating since Adam. So our mutations and our genome, mm. we've, I think we're actually degrading. So a lot of biologists believe that we are getting better. You know, it's, we're um, evolving to be more advanced, but I believe we're evolving to be less advanced. And I think that our mutations are getting more and more. Like you see how much disease, how much cancer, how many, how many autoimmune diseases there are in the population. And I just think that our whole it's genome like is an deteriorating. Alone. I mean, there's so many different conditions in children that you hear about all the time now. And you didn't hear about it back when I was a kid. You didn't hear about all these. I mean, yeah, you had some some conditions here and there, but it wasn't like it wasn't rampant. Well, the like rate seems of to be point now. mutation seems to be increasing. Well, and not to mention a simple fact that I also think there's, I don't know if this is the grand design, who the hell knows, 
Uh, but I think that these things right here are trying to make up for the, the stuff that we may have lost over time. Cause I do believe this, a similar concept that like, we'll go back to the Atlanteans. They had some serious, we'll say juju that they could do some stuff. And, you know, Nick and I've had this conversation many times. They call it, we call it magic because we don't understand it. Right. And obviously vice versa. If one of those cats from back in the day came forward and took a look at what we're playing with, they'd be like, well, that's magic, right? What's going on there. But the reality is, is that evolution goes, or let's say the evolution of the human being probably goes in several different directions, right? It's, it's had branches that come one way and the other, and it's one of significantly, I mean, I mean, how many times people look at the, the idea if, um, if the world was more of a steampunk world, right? Everybody started using steam as a way of energy and whatnot. So I think that there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lot of truth mixed into all of what you're saying too, about the evolution that we've kind of downgraded uh, over time when it comes to our abilities to, let's say, just have a conversation right here without even being able to speak the words. Yeah. I think we used to possess telepathic capabilities, but well, and I mean, biblically speaking, I mean, there's there's plenty of evidence just in the Bible talking about different like forms of like witchcraft that they would do to um, what was it? It was like Moses. They he, when he threw down his uh, staff, it turned into a snake, and then they tried to have these other like wizards throw down their staffs and they turned into snakes but Moses's staff ate the other one's staffs or something like that I mean snakes. it was the other snakes that well staffs that turned into snakes or whatever um but yeah. I mean it, it's you know when was all of this lost you know and we don't have we have so many missing puzzle pieces I feel like if we were lucky we could at least get the outline, but we wouldn't that the ever whole point of the flood? fill it all in. The flood, yeah, well, that's what I think. I think that the flood was kind of a, a reset of all that stuff, getting rid of some of that evil yeah. and wiping some of that, you know, sort of evil, dark magic kind of stuff from the earth, cleansing it of those problems, and then just starting over fresh. That's what I personally think, and I think that every... I mean, it seems like every few thousand years, if you look at if you look at scripture, it seems like that seems to be the trend. You know, we're around for a couple thousand years. Oh, we need a flood because there's things have gotten so bad and we're practicing so much terrible stuff. And then, you know, they're talking about, oh, well, in another two thousand years, then this is going to happen. And all of this prophecy points towards another reset and another you know, second coming or another whatever. And I mean, if we look at some of Graham Hancock's stuff, it it seems to be a pattern of every every yeah. however long we have another meteor impact and we have another, you know, uh, another event that that resets everything over and over and over again. So just just to sit there and say that, well, everything's been good for 20 million years and we haven't had any problems for these 20 million years it's like we just know that's not true i mean we know that it's not that simple but like there's there's definitely other things that we've had other hurdles we've had to cross along the way well then there's this other oh go ahead Nick. i was just gonna say does this does this all point to like we actually live in a simulation it sounds this is sounding very well i mean it depends on your definition of a simulation though i mean 
I mean, it, it... <laughs> yeah, I feel like that could be a whole rabbit hole. I mean, I, I'm not going to rule that out, but I mean, it sounds silly to me, but when you, when you everything talk sounds about silly it, you when know, we're like... speaking about it in such simplest, some such simplistic ways, I feel like we. We well, don't. we're not on we're not on this podcast because everything's so easily explainable, right? Yeah. Like, well, we're doing a lot of speculation, and at the end of the day, anything's possible as far as I'm concerned. Because I I am I am one of those people that does not knock people down for their beliefs. Uh, I know Nick is the same way as I am. It sounds like you guys are too. Um, and I think that you know we all have these propensities to believe a certain kind of thing, depending on what household you come from, what kind of engagement you've had in the world, and. I mean, I have this hope, you know, and I know that it kind of changes the outcome of what we're discussing, but uh, you guys ever heard of uh, Michio Kaku? Have you ever heard of him? No. So he's the, he's the one that uh, basically perfected the string theory. And the string theory kind of goes through this whole idea of how he explains things happen, how things unfold. And he has this really detailed uh, idea for the human race that, there were stages of evolution, okay? And the idea is if we get to a phase one planet, okay? And this is stuff that he's talked to these these mathematicians and all these things. And math, who the hell knows if math is accurate or not? This is just yet again speculative. Math is pretty accurate. So with that said, the concept that he believes is that we're getting close to this phase one development, which is mastering the planet. Now, mastering the planet is in the idea of the weather, dealing with uh, certain aspects of like volcanic eruptions and things of that nature. So that's phase one. Phase two, I believe, is interstellar travel. And then phase or that's phase two. And then phase three is the incorporation of, um, I don't know, you want to call it magic, but like a transcendence. And then phase Four is when you basically essentially become a god, I guess, the way he was describing it, um, or we would say the race itself. So there's a lot of historical or like a lot of historical um, theory that's put into this. And I encourage you guys to check it out. But I mean, this is yet again. Doesn't the Fibonacci uh, sequence use string theory? It does. It's, it's a similar and that's a pattern that we see. Yes, in biology and, and basically everything. So I right. feel like it's that's kind of a... the hell is that? It, I'll let you explain since you know more about it than I do. Uh, um. Well, my brother was he went to he majored in mathematics and he was telling me about it, but I am not that well versed in the Fibonacci sequence. But it's basically that's it's a similar string like pattern that you see and spirals around but you see it in all things so you see it in biology you see it in i think solar system it's but yes. because i didn't come with bullet points of stuff to share <laughs> oh no. i think that that's good enough it's like I the think. golden ratio no it makes sense and that's kind of the idea that if a pattern emerges more often than not there's a high probability that that's going to consistently go that direction um, so that's kind of his whole deal. And he's a very interesting guy. This dude, this Michio, he's like above genius level. He's insanely smart. 
and, you know, not to say that he has all the answers, but, you know, I, I look at some of the pieces, I imagine you guys can see where we have been, quote unquote, elevating with technology. And maybe it's a makeup for the loss of transcendence of our own bodies to make up for those pieces. Who the hell knows? But there's been a huge change, let alone the simple fact. Let's circle back to the entire beginning of this conversation. What the hell is going on right now? Like, yeah. what is happening out there? Like, what the fuck is going on? Something mm-hmm. is. And there. <laughs> It's, I think a group of elitists know what's going on and they have an agenda. No, wait a minute, dude. Wait, Nick, you got to look, but I want to say something. There's something I was just thinking about just came to my mind when you brought that up. What? I you think... look like you had something. Well, I'm, did you hear about the, now the 1%, the upper echelon, we'll call them, uh, they're bunker building. Did you hear about that? Oh man, they've been because they know stuff is coming for forever. <sighs> I heard more of it recently that these contractors that have been pretty boisterous about it, boisterous about it on the internet, that they are actively building these things more now than they have in the past. You know, yeah, me and Tyler did an episode, kind of like a follow up to his Apovis one, where we talked about like, uh, you know, these gums. They're like. Uh, um deep underground military bases and stuff where these you know these people are going to go and live and how it's all run by fema and fema also is gonna so they're gonna run you know these underground bases and they're gonna take care of all the you know these one percenters and at the same time they're gonna be on top of the surface you know taking taking care of everyone else when when shit hits the fan like fema's fema's deep into the this bunker business I don't think that I would last very long in an underground <laughs> chamber with a bunch of the one percent. Like, I just had to imagine a... some of the complaining that would constantly happen. Like, right? oh my god, this isn't very gourmet. Like, well, let, alone the simple, <laughs> let alone the simple fact they all have like apparently high society needs too. When it comes down to their, exactly. we'll say when you have that kind of money, you get bored and apparently get into some stuff that. I most definitely probably have no want to be a part of. So yeah, okay, so this kind of this go this goes into something I wanted to bring up. It really does, and it brings us back to Miami. So you know, we always hear about how. Actually, first I want to say that I just had a mouse eat my entire rice supply for the end of the world. Like it's working on a five my last five pound bag right now. Oh, you so, gotta do man. more about that, man. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I just moved in this new house and there's this closet yeah. in my, the back of my studio and I just shoved all my shit in there and apparently... Well, some get rice now while it's still cheap. You gotta put it in yeah. totes, man. But, um, but yeah, so we're, you know how we're always hearing about how, like, music artists and, I mean, it, artists in general, how they're always, like, deep into the, the occult, you know, they're summoning demons and you have like uh, Beyonce doing all this magic and Sasha fierce and stuff like that. So I was looking I was looking this up because I heard about the the Miami thing. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, who was in Miami New Year's? You know, who was in Miami New Year's Eve? Right. Um, And so Cardi B and her boyfriend, ex-boyfriend here, let me bring up my notes really quick. Um. Cardi B and her ex-boyfriend is a rapper named Offset. I don't I've never heard of this guy before, but um 
Apparently they were both at, and uh, they're not together anymore, but they were both at the same hotel, the Fontaine Blue uh, Hotel on Miami Beach. They were playing at different venues, same hotel, and this was right around the corner from the mall. That's interesting. Yeah, right? Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. And Well, and, that, that's... Oh, go ahead, man. I, I was just like, there were like, you know, obviously big time people here. It was like $5,000 to $25,000 for just a ticket just to go see this this show, you know? I just, you know, and I we were t- we were talking about the connection with them. I don't know. Cardi B came out and said she has no belief in aliens, right? Well, that's what she says. Right. Now, mind you, that's the thing. Is this the blanket statement that could say that, you know, deter people from believing that? But I also wanted to go something back. Is it Leanne? You said, is it Leanne? Yeah, Leanna. Leanna, um, you mentioned something about the Illuminati in that one conversation piece. And that goes back to that 1%, um, you know, the the whole, the mm. old high thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I've been seeing a lot of that lately, too. Oh, tons. I mean, yeah. Child sacrifice, and they... I mean, I believe it all comes down to demon worship, and there, you need a blood sacrifice for... to gain power. Now, do you think it's... Do you think it's... Do you think it's demons, though, or it's another... Personally, I don't think it's demons. Interdimensional Personally, I think they are angelic beings that are that are evil <laughs> okay so fallen fall, fall angels but they're not yeah fallen angels but i also believe that is this a, a lot thing? of people believe that the angels were cast down to the earth all of them way back um the yeah. angels that were meeting with the human you know the angels that followed right. satan well, isn't that what the demons are no so i believe the demons are actually the offspring, the Nephilim, that were wiped from the earth because the demons cannot possess a body. Right. So the demons, they can they can possess someone, but they cannot possess, they cannot, they don't have a body of their own. But there are angelic beings that are nefarious and have not, they're still in the, I want to say heavenly realms or they have haven't ever, been cast down to earth yet. Have you ever heard of L.A. Marzulli? Sounds super familiar. Well, he's on this whole kick about um, cattle mutilation, alien mm. abduction, right? And apparently, you can use bovine blood in humans. I I, I didn't check the science. He says it works. Um, what do you mean use bovine blood yeah like with transfusions and stuff like that for like blood transfusions right i mean i even checked the science this guy says it works and i mean he's got millions of followers followers i'm i'm assuming he might be right i don't know i didn't look into it but he said he's he's on this whole kick that they you know there's whether they're aliens or or the the one percent breakaway society i don't know they go around they're harvesting these organs you know these wombs out of these cows they're they're um i mean if you genetically manipulate you know certain certain white blood cells to not attack whatever bovine-based blood cells you're putting in then yeah i guess it's theoretically possible to have that but you would have to genetically manipulate 
you'd have to do a lot of genetic manipulation to make sure that whatever, whoever you are transplanting that bovine blood into does not attack those right. cells. Yeah, they I mean, it sounded cells. it sounded weird to me. Like, I don't know how that would work, but he said it. He said it worked. There's but, a lot of crazy science. So we I mean, point out that she's a scientist. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. Right. His, his whole thing was that they were doing this to create kind of like Nephilim babies. So that these these disembodied Nephilim spirits could, you know, okay, I go into these these yeah, infected I mean... fetuses, or, you know, and so, they'll grow yeah. into human, you know, hum Nephilim beings. They can possess them. Well, right. and, and this is something that I'm really this is something in my my scientific brain's going to this whole idea. And we were the last podcast we were uh, the the guest that we had on. Um, we were talking to her about that uh, movie. Uh, it was it Encounters of the Fourth Kind. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. I haven't seen it. Have you seen that? Encounters of the Fourth. Yeah, kind. I mean, it's, it came out a while ago. Yeah, and probably. Okay, well, one of the scenes I don't want to get into. I want you guys to check it out if you can. But there's a really scene that really you, you watch how these people are essentially being, we'll say, taken control of via alien. Okay, and um, and I think it uses like actual footage from uh from these the meetings they were in yes like, in the movie so there's like the movie and then they put in these at this actual footage so it was kind of like a flip-flop right you get the actual footage and the actual actor that's reading oh yeah that's how it was it was side by side right okay right. yeah so the the idea that first of all you see a lot of owl references in there too okay so that's spooky as it is um but then you add into this this thing that when this psychologist was doing some of these interviews she was able to open something up now, with that said, there was um, some really, for the lack of a better word, twisted encounters and uh, we'll say visual imagery that occurred during that. And it made me feel kind of this, this idea of what possession looks like when people are possessed by a spirit, evil, blah, blah, blah. And the reason I bring this up for all of us on here to have this conversation is, is that we talk, we're talking about, you know, fallen angels. Leanna, you mentioned that terminology, you know, we've talked about, um, we're talking about you know, generally aliens, people from another dimension. Who's to say that this isn't essentially, fallen angels aren't actually aliens, right? Who's to say that these things aren't like, this is technology that they're using to manipulate and control us at times. There is this concept. Now, this is me spitballing a whole lot. So yeah, bear I, with I think it would be the other way around. That's the I'm way trying I to think. understand. I'm trying to follow. Right, so, so what you're saying is, um, who are we to say that fallen angels aren't? Um, I believe that aliens are angels. Are, and I don't believe they are fallen yet because fallen implies that they're they're they've been cast down to the earth and can't right you so, so you're picking up what i'm putting I, down. I don't believe that i believe that the angels haven't fallen to the earth yet i believe that they still have access to our heavenly realms until now who to say isn't a heavenly realm isn't this existence in space yeah, right sky. yeah so right. in or, space i guess that's what i mean now with heavenly that realm, said, anything outside our planet Who's to say that this, I mean, the ground we're standing on right now isn't hell? <laughs> I mean, you can you can debate that. I believe that hell is underneath 
Um, I mean, I'm just, this is just my thought, you know, I'm, this is just me. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to add like that every day. Uh, it feels like it. Sure. I wanted to add a third dimension to your spitball there. Um, so you were talking about, well, what if these fallen angels are really just aliens? Um, so I just watched this thing recently that, uh, uh, what's his name? Neil deGrasse. Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. Yeah. Ah. He had this thing where he was talking about how the spacecraft that orbits the earth, um, how it's moving so fast that time. Is that the black night? No, oh, the time yeah. doesn't affect it in the same way. Mm -hmm. So they have to calculate for the time that it, it keeps track of time up there in the in the uh, in the stratosphere or whatever you want to call it um so that time actually goes a little bit faster because of how fast it's moving so if you speed it up more and more and more to the point where you're speeding up um you know if you if you reach the speed of light you know time actually slows down for the speed of light so much so that some of these stars that are you know millions of our light years away um that's not actually it's that's not, not actually taking experience. them time it's actually just an instant and they watched all of our time pass in a, a millisecond or whatever mm. so if you factor Crazy. that into fallen angels and potentially them being able to move at light See, speeds now they're or faster than light speeds then they would actually be moving backwards in time i don't actually think they're falling so yet they i guess could be is my point time traveling alien angels i think they are in the sky still Basically, <laughs> i love it <laughs> i believe the angels that are evil that follow satan and whatever other evil yeah. beings i believe they mean us harm and i believe that they are still in our solar system you know they're mm. not yeah i don't necessarily believe all that either but it was a <laughs> but i think that's what the aliens are and i think the demons are don't possess i don't i don't think the demons have the capabilities that the aliens do well and i think that part too when you tyler you brought up a really cool idea that you know imagine having a record that's playing on the good old vinyl right hmm. and your that record is history we'll call it time and you're able to take that pen and move it anywhere you want at any point in time. Yeah. So, I mean, that kind of, that's a thought I had. And this is going back to this. Nick and I have discussed this a whole lot about the people from other areas, places, things, time, you know. And I just, uh, I really have a strong feeling that that this is not what we think it is that's going on around us right now. Yeah. And I think there's a ruse involved somewhere, somehow. They know something we don't know. Um, unfortunately enough, I think a lot of us are have to be what we call not blinded by the bullshit and keep our eyes open. Um, and I, however we want to call it, I just, they're the celestial beings that I don't understand either yeah. way. You know, and I think they have, I think mo some of them have good intentions and I think some of them don't. Agreed. And unfortunately enough, because we even take it a step further and I wanted to mention, Tyler, you brought up a really good point. There is a tap dance going on below the surface on the earth right now. The core is shifting. Yeah. It's doing a little spinnies and the, they said the polars, the pole, the north and south pole 
are potentially shifting even more than they have in what I, yeah. again we go back to that yeah, six shifting a little bit it's it's kind of shifting it's moving towards um russia okay. the north pole is moving towards russia at like 25 miles a year or kilometers or i don't know it, it's more than you would expect yeah um so it's definitely starting to happen and um when you look at uh, what the top scientists believe about that and how they think, oh, well, it might split into four or eight or 16 different poles, and that would weaken our um, <clears throat> our magnetic field to the point where you couldn't go outside because you'd be getting sunburned in a matter of minutes. Um, because, you know, we're talking about our, our, um, our protective layer from the radiation of the sun being knocked down by 95 or more percent. Um, then you wouldn't even be able to go outside. And we were seeing that starting to happen. And and like from a biblical standpoint, I mean, it talks about people being not being able to go out in the sun because the, the sun's rays will like burn people and they'll break out in blisters. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of like weird things that just seem to be connecting. Um, a lot of like weird prophetic stuff um, in Israel, like I said, and just different things along the same kind of lines of like what's really going on right now like how is so much stuff seeming to fall together at the same point give us some insight into uh what's going on in israel right now you must have looked into it somewhere. well i mean <laughs> right now they're at a multi-front war which is right. extremely prophetic um <laughs> I mean, they, there's a lot of stuff talking about, like, in the end days before the second coming, there will be uh, a war in Israel. And the um, basically the uh, they'll be attacked from 10 different enemies. And we're, we pretty much already see them being at war with 10 different enemies. And it also describes some other strange things like... Um, the arrows will be shot out of the sky um, from the enemies of Israel. And um, now we're seeing like the, um, the, the Palestinians are shooting tons and tons of rockets at Israel and the iron dome is knocking them all down. So like, I mean, it, what more of a description would you expect from a 2000 year old prophecy of, Oh yeah, well they're shooting arrows at Israel and, and somehow all of their arrows are just getting, sh are just falling out mm. of the sky and not reaching their target. Then what's happening with the iron dome shooting out all of these, you know, homemade rockets from the sky. Um, there's also another one that I saw recently where I was talking about like a well of water will like spring out from the earth and they just recently found like this random spring of water that that burst up through the middle of the desert and oh, shit, just, I like, just it, saw a video on that today yeah yeah it was really weird it was like out of nowhere they nobody knew there was even a spring there and it just burst up out of the ground and there was like um I don't know it was like 20 feet wide or something like that it was it was a fairly big uh i mean up in vermont you'd probably call it a big brook but you know it, <laughs> to them out in the desert it was a river right and um it, it came from out of nowhere and there was a, a prophecy that seemed to be describing that also um, i got a i got a quote here from ezekiel um 38 mm -hmm. and it how 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 do, how do how am i supposed to say that 38 verse 2 yeah it's chapter 38, verse 2. Right, and it goes, Son of man, set your face towards Gog of the land of Magog, the chief prince of Meshech 
and Tubal and prophecy against him. Um, and then it goes on to say in 38, verse 5 and 6, Persia, Cush, and Put are with them, all of them with shield and helmet, Gomer and all his hordes, Beth Togarma, whatever that I yeah, some of those are hard. <laughs> from the uttermost parts of the north, with all his hordes, many people are with you. And so I, I kind of looked into this. We talked, I talked about this a while ago, and I kind of looked into this. So it would be Persia would be Iran, right? Yeah, Gomer so. would be Turkey. Kush is like the Sudan, and Put would be Libya. Yeah, um, it's pretty much all of the places that it called for. I mean, and and that was Ezekiel, you said, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I mean that was long before Christ even. So I mean we're talking. I don't know when well, Ezekiel you was prophetically, exactly, but prophetically speaking, if you're going with a biblical narrative, Yeshua, Jesus, Yeshua died. We have historical records that Yeshua died between thirty and thirty-three A.D. That's mm. what is. Mm. That's what's agreed upon by most. Who's twenty-nine? Most even. historians. Yeah. Some, some say twenty-nine. I think it's between 30 and 33 if you look it up and basically 2000 years after his death that puts us right around 2030 mm. so there's a lot of prophetical so if you there's a there's a documentary it's called messiah 2030 and it talks about a lot of bible prophecy leading up to 2030 suggesting that yeshua will come back around 2030 and you talk about the end time events and the world going through these birth pains and all of this stuff happening on the earth. Oh. Well, yeah. And I mean, it talks about like, you know, there being a one world order and there being, a, a, you know, we see the World Economic Forum and the WHO um, trying to take over everything, basically, um, which seems and, pretty uh, consistent with prophecy. We see, um, you know, if you look back, it seems United to be like... Nations? huh in the united nations united nations and it talks about the mark of the beast and you know people having to take this mark that prevents them from being able to buy sell or trade um you know that's a, that's a cryptocurrency or a cbdc um that is it's that technology that allows them to control if you buy or sell something or not you know that's that's a cbdc or a cryptocurrency i mean a cryptocurrency is basically just a cbdc but it's just linked to a mark in your hand or on your face that um you can you know once they switch over to that currency they could say hey you know nick hasn't been paying his bills so he can't buy anything that's not what we consider essential so he can't go purchase you know stuffed animals for his kids <laughs> birthday party well the world you economic know, for the world economic forum has this rollout Basically, King Charles is the one who proposed it, and it's called the Terra Carta, and it's his rollout for until 2030. These are the things that he wants to be in place, and he's calling on all of the elites and all of the governing bodies of the earth to get on board with him, and it's all in the name of climate change. Well, then that then you guys are, you know, you're touching on some stuff outside of the Bible predictions or pieces of it, because we're, I mentioned earlier about Nostradamus or Nostradamus, whatever, however yeah. you want to say it. Because um, yeah. he's, you know, he, predi he's, he predicted that tsunami. Um, mm -hmm. He also yeah. predicted that recent change that's happened with Harry. 
uh, getting booted. Uh, that's one of his predictions. He's also predicting a huge battle royale in the naval fleet, and they think it's going to be China and possibly Japan, which is going to be at sea. I mean, and then there's this huge prediction that, well, first of all, I don't know. They're, they're talking about, he predicted that the, hope, the Pope's going to die this year at 86. Uh, that's another prediction that he mentioned. And it's something else completely concerning is the full climate change. However, interestingly enough, as we go through all these events in 2025 and further on, there's supposed to be an evolution, there's supposed to be an evolution of human beings somehow in there. And he makes this statement that human beings will ascend to a point where war will be outdated and life in itself will be appreciated and welcomed. Then the end of the world's going to come. Oh, good. So I don't. I, right around 2030 is. Yeah. So predicted. it's interesting. Like, how, yeah. And I, and I, it's like, you know, and a lot of, a lot of the people that are reading his texts are like, Oh, good. We get to finally figure it out. And then the world's going to come to an end. So who knows what that actually means. And Tyler, you bring up some really good points about the Bible and or biblical representation, because a lot of people automatically assume like the mark of the beast, some of the depictions of what's going on in Israel, like arrows, right? You were one to put it together as it being rockets, right? Modern technology. Let's update the words that are being yeah. used. In the Bible. Yeah. And that's the stuff that unfortunately people like, oh, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I do believe that there is some truth mixed into all of the text in every culture. They didn't have rockets for the ancient writers <laughs> right. of, of Revelation to talk about or Ezekiel or whatever prophet. You know, they didn't know what a rocket was. So what are they going to call it? They're going to call it an arrow. You know, it, it's just... It's just you, you got to accept some of the facts that they didn't have that language. I mean, they couldn't tell us about microwaves back then either. You know, right. like... <laughs> I don't know. I think there's a lot of stuff that we're going to kind of hate to say The maybe the the moral of today's store, show is buckle up. Uh... <laughs> buckle up. You're in for it. It's coming and search for truth anywhere you can find it. Search for truth and use discernment and try to get to the bottom of what is true because there's a lot of lies out there even it's just hard to decipher but there's I think King Charles there's a lot with him that I worry about and he's kind of operating behind the scenes but he has all of these he's got a lot all of, of the United Nations <laughs> he has veto power mm. um yeah it, I mean it talks about a, a a world leader that has power over like a quarter of the earth and i mean that's that's the that you know talking about a prince like that i mean that's that's king charles i mean that's someone who has that kind of um power i mean we don't have patriarchs anymore so there's not that many or not patriarchs uh what's the word monarch monarchs. monarchs we don't have that many monarchs anymore there's only like a the couple monarchy the doesn't world. have that kind of power but they do have the head of the monarchy does have veto power but they just mm. haven't used it. And that's something I found. So I was surprised about. On a separate note, I wanted to mention too, while we're talking about space, um, did you hear about the mission to the asteroid or the comet that they're they're flying out to land on it? To yeah, they're, they're flying out to meet Apophis because they're not worried about it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Collect evidence, so just in case in the future. Yeah, well, they want to practice diverting it because it's too good of an opportunity to, yeah. to, you know, to turn up. But here's another thing that's really funny. I, I don't remember what the exact numbers were. We have a asteroid that's just passed or is about to pass or something like that. And it's supposed to be way far away. I mean, we're talking 
30, 40, 100 times further away than Apophis is, right? <clears throat> and they're saying, oh, well, we should watch out for extra meteorite shows for when the Earth draws, the Earth's gravity draws smaller debris off of this asteroid. And it's supposed to be like 20 times further than the moon. And but Apophis is but supposed Apophis to be 10 times or a 10th the distance of the moon. And they're like, yeah, it's nothing we're to worry not about. We're not going to, we're not going to have any problems. There's not going to be any debris. We're just going to fly up there, meet it, have a little powwow on it, you know, whatever, hang out, practice diverting it. Maybe we'll paint it. I don't know. They're, they're literally <laughs> talking about painting the thing. I mean, yeah, the, the hanging parachutes off of it. I mean, they're, they're talking about doing all sorts of wacky stuff to it just for, you know, for, for learning purposes. And it, it's, it's way too suspicious to me. I mean, it just now is this the asteroid that they mentioned that came, they had a visual of it and then it disappeared for a short period of time. And then it yeah. just came back in a visual. Yeah. They were saying like NASA just did a release on that. And I, I follow them too. And who's to say what kind of manipulation is going on there, but they said, we're not looking for any sort of catastrophic events in the quote unquote next hundred years. And I'm like, how the fuck do you say that? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the other thing is like, you know, big name astronomers have called them out on that saying like, oh, well, we're 100 percent sure that, uh, you know, Apophis isn't something to worry about. And we we know that it's going to be about 20,000 miles. And then we've got, got other guys saying like they have no way of knowing that it's going to be that close. Like we can't calculate that closely how far off it's going to be. And and yet we have all of these other weird prophecies that are supposed to be end time events happening at the same time as this weirdly close asteroid that's supposed to be another end time event coming. Like yeah. there's there's just too many puzzle pieces that do fit together. I can't I don't think that we're going to get enough pieces to really get the full picture um, maybe ever. But I mean, on top of all that, you have people running into <laughs> Bigfoot. I don't know if you guys believe in Bigfoot or not, but you got Tons of Bigfoot encounters coming out, dogman encounters, mysterious cryptids that people don't never even seen before. They're just coming out of the woodwork. Like, I believe there's all sorts of beings that that people. Can I think it's all the at. me. I'm a fae believer. I think it's all the fae. But, I mean... but the Apophis uh, thing when I had Tyler on last year, when he talked about it, I was like, it's kind of like put me in that state of mind where like there's definitely something something biblical going on here i think it's all connected there's i a, think the fey is all connected i think yeah there's a lot of biblical he's... stuff going on but like liana says there's a lot of things that people don't connect to more biblical things that maybe they should like i mean her whole thing is you know we've got these fallen angels that become nephilim and you know oh. like you're well it's not quite that simple but you think that the nephilim are the offspring well yeah they're the off sorry they're the offspring of these fallen angels but you know you tend to think that these beings were some of the early gods you know oh. that yeah. that kind of ruled and they were That's branched out over different continents or they areas were with each other and there's evidence that they ate people you know people were mm -hmm. sacrificed to them to yeah, them and which they, is biblical they but a lot so, of people don't acknowledge that they became so power hungry that they they had these wars over territory um i mean have you ever looked into like the the north american giants and stuff that are people found in in like mounds and stuff it, like yeah that? yeah it's really interesting and i think it all ties back to 
I think there's, it's all connected and I believe it. I believe that these isolated stories didn't, they're all connected. These different mm -hmm. cultures have these different stories and I don't just think they're fake or- yeah, you know, Well, almost every single culture has a, a, a folklore or some sort of a story about a worldwide flood. And mm -hmm. yet we don't connect them as valid because they're just folklore. And well, we call that because they don't want us to. Well, we yeah. call, they call that active ignorance, unfortunately. And yeah. people yeah. are left <laughs> one way. And it's just it sucks because unfortunately there's a whole there's a narrative that's being played in front of us to convince us that certain things like we you know, we're talking about the whole end of times or the end of the world that's happened how many times over and these archaeologists that have their feet in the sand saying we're not gonna cross this line refuse to accept that their methods were wrong. Their methods have no accuracy at all with modern technology that we've been able to figure out. So I think at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot of information that's going to start unfolding. And social media can be a royal pain in the ass, as we all know. But in the same breath, it also can be a godsend for us oh, yeah. to find information out that we typically wouldn't. Yes. On that note, I have to roll, Nick. I got something I got to go take care of. But, right. but it was really nice meeting you both. Likewise. Uh, and uh, definitely look forward to coming on with you guys again, if possible. Yeah, yeah definitely. Nice to you. Take care. Yep. Talk Bye -bye. to you later. <laughs> yeah, call me later or text me later. All right. Bye. See ya. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of like what he was saying of the whole, like, they're kind of playing the game of, like, watch this hand while they slap you with the other one, you know, kind of I think thing. it's a distraction. I mean, they're trying to create distractions. I also... I think there's something to be said. He was talking about the transcendence and the the push towards immortality. And I do believe a lot of these elites are trying to upload their consciousnesses. There is the transcendence, Ray Kurzweil wrote a book and they want to eventually, it's like a hive mind. Hmm. And that's their avenue to immortality. Yeah. And in the Bible, in Revelation, it says, I forget which verse, but it says, you know, they will search for death and will not find it. And I think that is interesting. Yeah, because there's I a lot know, of people that but... have invested a lot of money because they believe that in the next like 10 to 30 years that they will be able to upload a consciousness into a computer. I think they have that technology. And they believe that they will be, Probably. I mean, they're, they're confident enough to invest a lot of money into this. Um, so they've had some breakthroughs with it. And I always kind of thought that that verse was... Um, symbolic or something supernatural that happened that I prevented people literal. from dying but it started to make me wonder with all this big move towards like you know the transhumanism and and ai um, like ai became super popular yeah. all of a sudden you know yeah like what if they actually figured it out and they do somehow upload their consciousness into a computer like but then you can't shut hybrids. it down I mean, it's like it's like Bitcoin. You can't shut down Bitcoin without shutting down every computer that's connected to the network. It, it doesn't happen. And if you do that with, I mean, I would imagine if you're going to upload someone's consciousness to a computer, you're not just going to upload it to one computer that they can just shut off. No, that, that's too risky. Some random person could come by and just power you down and kill you. I mean, you would want to upload into the network so that you could keep running. But then once you get in there, how do you get out of there? You know, it, it is a form of immortality that you can't, you can't, you wouldn't be able to escape from. Merge themselves with technology. And 
I mean, who knows? I mean, we see it in sci-fi movies all the time, you know? I think they're yep. predictive programming. I think they're programming us to accept this narrative or, you know, all the portals that, that have been in sci-fi movies. I think I mean, those are likely real. There's, 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 um, uh, Just predictive programming. Sponsor podcast where they talk about, you know, you feed it, you feed this program, all this information about you. And when you pass away, you know, your family can look at this book and it's all, you know, they can pretty much talk to you. When you're, you know, you're, you'll be dead, but oh, yeah. you put in all this information about yourself, you know, it's, it's pretty much you. Yeah. They, they've actually done that. Um, I saw a thing on that where they, they made, um, they basically gave a computer, somebody's like Facebook info right. and they had, I mean, the thing knew what the person sounded like, what their personality oh, yeah. was like. And then they made this AI like thing that they, you could do Skype with it. And they said, I was able to talk to it. Like I'm talking to you now. And they could barely, they, they were convinced that it really was their it father. Embodied that or personality. Their, it it right. was so good at it that they didn't hardly recognize that it wasn't their dad. And yeah. I mean, that's kind of scary. I mean, that's scary in the sense of like, that can be used for evil also. I mean, they're, they're using these things for, um, there's also the wrong people getting a hold of these things and they're, saying like what if you get a call from your daughter and says i've been kidnapped and mm. you can see her face and you can hear her voice but it's not really her and Dude, this you is know fucked up. recently just this past week i got a text message or no yeah it was a text message and it came through on my phone and uh, it was a phone call and it came over my phone as my bank right just my bank I answered it and, you know, it wasn't my bank. It was some random dude trying to get my information. And then a couple of days later, I got another phone call and they're like, oh, we got fraud on your account, blah, 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 blah. We want to check you. And I'm like, oh, this sounds kind of iffy. Like, how do I know that you're, you know, you're really my bank? And they're like, well, just check the number on the back of your card and it'll match the number that I'm calling from. So I did and it matched, but it wasn't my bank. It was just somebody who, you know, That's got super information sketchy. like really freaky yeah <laughs> it, it reminds me of that like you know yeah. already doing shit like that just at a lower level oh yeah it's it's yeah. starting to happen and you know you get that kind of capability into the wrong hands and they'll use it for their own gains yeah i mean i i, I definitely see that being more realistic but when i think of elites wanting to become immortal i like to think of like like the transcended masters and you know all this this magical stuff that you can do and and then you you always hear them being involved with the you know the occult in one way or the other you know well maybe it will be alien technology and it's just all that means is it's more advanced than the technology we currently know about widespread or ancient technology or ancient technology well that's what i believe it is i mean alien technology ancient technology it's what and I guess I could bring us all the way back to these face peelers. Like, what the hell are they doing over there? You know, what's going on in, in that in the jungle? I think they're trying to test something. They're trying to test either their technology or organ harvesting or something. Well, what kind of, you know, I mean, what if these some of these um, immortality computers still need some sort of a human like DNA? for the 
program to work properly and it gets back into organ harvesting i mean what are you, what kind of what kind of body parts might they need to to upload a consciousness into a, a hybrid human machine or are they going to be bleeding them to use their blood or mm. different yeah. stuff i mean it just i think that the the face peeler that's just what they're trying to they want the locals to say that because it sounds crazy and it sounds like a myth and that's that's why i think they're using that yeah that. makes sense but do you link do you link certain other videos to your podcasts cuz i can send you some i can send you some information and if you decide yeah, to I mean, link it to or yeah. check it out yourself do another you right. know yeah, I can do that. I mean, if it pertains, I, I'll usually like I'll post it. Yeah, or you can check it out and then maybe have another podcast talking about it after you've looked at it for yourself. <laughs> I've definitely heard of it before. Like, yeah, you said face peelers. I was like, oh, yeah, I've definitely heard of that. But it makes me think that they have certain technology. I don't think it's the cartels. It's not. It's, I don't know. It's not their government down there. It's something else and they're using these people for because it's easy for them to do it remotely without getting a lot of attention but <laughs> unfortunately they got some attention that they didn't want probably with right and i mean that also brings me to the miami thing and you hear all these stories you know what's going on people's phones getting wiped how come there's no the only footage we got is like super grainy you can't even tell what it is could very well be a couple of police officers walking down the road. Um, but you get they probably have some sort of scrambling technology that scrambles. That's what I heard. Images. I mean, there are people trying to record. Supposedly there are people recording, right? And it was just like free. Their phones were freezing, shutting off. Everything was just like buzzing out. But um, but yeah, there was that story about those kids with the box that opened the portal. So crazy. who knows? But, um, who knows but we're in for something there's definitely something going on and don't believe the mainstream narrative or whatever they tell you there is some truth behind there's i mean people are going to come up with a lot of wacky stories to try to get to try to get attention about oh it's these you know they but there is obviously all of those police officers were there for a reason right and they were obviously told not to talk about whatever it was so they're just saying it was right something that did the military ever show up or was it just no, i think it was know? just the cops but like i don't know if you saw that videos but there were like a hundred oh, a lot of police cars like, it yeah. was ridiculous yeah. and they it only arrested match. four people all those cops only four people were arrested yeah four it doesn't kids. fit like i don't know it doesn't fit something is... yeah it doesn't add up yeah yeah, well, thanks for coming on. I mean, unless yeah. you guys got anything else you want to talk about. Uh, I think I about covered. I feel like I have everything that I have in my brain at this moment. Okay. I mean, I would have to do, if we want to talk about something specific, I would have to do a little more research. This was just kind of like thrown thrown together last minute just from what I can remember. Yeah, no. seeing. But I'm not, unlike Tyler, I'm not as good at retelling stuff that I've seen and heard. So I have to like take notes and like yeah, think about a way to present it, um, which I didn't really do. But I like to make sure that what I, I 
what I say, I like people to be able to look up for themselves and be able to fact check, you know? Yeah. All right. You know, I think that's the name of the game in this kind of, you know, cultural media battle kind of life that we live right now where like you can't just trust something because it was on Fox News or CNN <laughs> or whatever, no. you know, because they're they're all pushing an agenda and you you got to you got to formulate your own opinion of everything or else you're you're going to you're going to fall for something. Right. But and yeah, if we hear happen. more specific information or if we if we can kind of do a little more research, we can definitely give more insight in the future. You might start seeing it in your it. backyard. It might get real prevalent. You, you never, never know. know. But I have a feeling that times are about to get you, extremely you, bad. Yeah. <laughs> extremely intense there's too much prophetic stuff going on and coming together all at once and seeming to get more and more rampant i think they're going to use climate change as the propaganda to get everyone to follow suit yeah i definitely think it's some sort of cycle you know and then they're, they're using it as cover yeah there has to be some sort of a cycle to it i mean just just looking at like what our magnetic poles half-life is like there has to be cycles i mean it doesn't make sense otherwise um how long the cycles are i don't know but we have huge reason to believe that we go through these phases every five to ten thousand years and i just think that's really interesting that biblically you know that's how long we were supposed to have been here um not to say that we don't have a a a recycled culture so to speak that once the poles are shifted and things rebalance out it doesn't just start all over again but um yeah i don't know that's kind of where i'm leaning towards right now yeah definitely and that could explain why nothing there's nothing to be found you know it's all yeah. like burned away yeah yeah and you know it, i was watching this thing on the um uh the different fossil findings and they you know it was talking about how like well these fossils have to be made in a certain way and then the rocks just form that way very slowly over millions of years after they've been covered by dirt and like when they're covered by dirt in that way then it it makes you know the soot makes a, a whatever layer and it takes thousands of years to create this fossil and it's like but then they showed a fossil of this like weird crab thing and you could literally see its tracks in the sand behind it. And it's mm. like, wait a minute, what, how, how fast did that take? Like you can see its tracks in the sand, like, like right. it's right. It's following behind it. And apparently they've even found a couple of them like that. I thought they mm. showed, well, it was, it was primarily one, but um, <clears throat> it's like, there's no way that that, those tracks could have stayed there in the sand for millions of years while it <laughs> formed. It doesn't make sense. Right. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that came up with these theories and, you know, their careers are resting on it and they'd rather, yeah, they'd rather the not give it up because as soon as they admit that they were wrong, now all of a sudden their careers are ruined yeah. and, you know, their pride is more important than the truth. So I, I think, yeah, what Leanna said is we just need to focus on truth. Try to see, keep searching for truth wherever you can. It's just really hard to find it, you know? 
yeah. It's hard to decipher what yeah. exactly it is. I mean, yeah. it, it can be. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Thanks well, for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, yeah, for, having thanks us. for having us. Definitely. I've been trying to get you on, find a reason to get you on for a while. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. We've been busy. Things have been crazy. Yeah. I, I made it. I, I overcame the odds and got on this this time. I, I went shooting today and I shot myself in the finger. I still showed up. <laughs> shooting what? Your bow? No, my Lynch? pistol. I <laughs> shot myself in the finger. No, it was with a, a staple gun. I was like oh. stapling on <laughs> and I stapled through the thing and hit my finger with a stupid staple gun. Now my finger hurts like shooting. crazy. I went shooting today. I, I mean, I, technically gun. I shot myself in the finger. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Yeah. And we can uh <clears throat> we can look into other stuff too. Yeah. I just haven't had a lot of time to like really no, dive deep into things and get that much information. Um this was something that Leanna kind of had studied decently yeah, but already. <laughs> well, I mean, you're not up to you're not like super up to date on it, but you you did research it fairly extensively for a minute. And then I I know you had a bunch of stuff to talk about also. So yeah, no, it was a good time. It was it's always cool talking to, with different people about different stuff and trying to figure right. out what you know, trying to people that are trying to figure out what's going on because they know that something is. Yeah, but, definitely. Well, have a good evening. And yeah, you know, no, yeah. Thanks for coming. Yeah. On. yeah. Um, until next time. Definitely. See ya. Bye. Bye. All right, guys. That was a that was supposed to be a talk about um the Miami Mall monsters, the Bayside shopping place. Oh no, the Bayside marketplace madness. But it it, it evolved into something that was that so much more than than the, I we rare we barely even talked about Bayside Mall. But yeah, I think what it boils down to is, you know, the truth is out there, right? Wasn't that a, a uh, the X Files catchphrase? Um, I don't know. I I I was too. I didn't really watch the X Files when I when I was younger. You know, I was. I think I was too young. But um, it was definitely a show I would have been into. But yeah, those face peelers. Um, I've heard of them. Could they be related to what was seen at the Bayside Mall? Maybe. Um, I think what's what is more likely is if these these face peelers who don't seem to be, you know, aliens or nephilim or or you know, fey beings, they, they seem to be normal people, like they said, you know, river miners or you know, we'll, we'll we'll call them river miners, even though they said that that they didn't like that. Um, and when, when I say river miners, what I mean is that there's obviously a group of people out there that that is doing this, and it's probably not obviously not um, river miners, but there it's a group of people who is well equipped with some sort of technology. These silent personal hovercrafts. I don't know what you want to call them, and I think um, that. Maybe the same technology used in Peru 
was used at the Bayside Mall for one reason or another, accidental, on purpose. Who knows, right? We'll, we, we'll probably never know. You know, who knows? Maybe, or maybe it was just a bunch of kids. Or maybe it was some sort of device that was used to open some kind of portal, right? The fact of the matter is, we'll probably never know the actual truth unless something really serious goes down. So yeah, that was tonight's episode. We covered a, a whole lot of strange stuff. And it definitely sounds almost canon to me.